I have come here to chew bubblegum and kick ass. And I'm all out of bubblegum. And now, broadcasting live, it's time for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. Your place for motivation, inspiration, and education. Each week, our host, Christopher Rausch, and his guest shares what it takes for you to have an unstoppable attitude for your personal and professional success. And now, for your host, Mr. Kick-Ass himself. It's Because it's my life. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's my life. And welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show, your place for motivation, inspiration, and, of course, education. I am your host, Christopher Rausch, and want to welcome you all to our show today. We are here every single Monday night at 6 p.m., and we bring you what it takes to have an unstoppable attitude for personal and professional success. And how I do that is I hand-select each one of my guests who comes on here, and they share their story, and they give at least five tips that you can begin using immediately in your life so you can have the kick-ass success and the authentic self-confidence that you actually deserve that takes to have an awesome life. So I'm happy to say we are celebrating, let's see, we are celebrating show number, oh, what are we on? Oh, whoops, we are on, we're on show number, hang on one second, because this is important shit. Uh, we are on show number 118. This is the 118th show of the Kick-Ass Radio Show. And what we do here, like I said, is we bring you five tips, at least five tips, every single show. We're here for an hour. And so if you think about that, we've been on here for 108, 117 shows. Let's just do this for a second. 117 shows, that's 585 tips, ladies and gentlemen, for the Kick-Ass Radio Show. And that's broad spectrum. That's all across personal and per, uh, professional development. So uh, if you're interested in going back and checking out those previous shows, it's really super easy to do. I know a lot of you guys follow and you think, oh, my God, Chris, I, list your, I missed your radio show. Um, no, you actually didn't because one of the cool things about my radio show, which is live, is the fact that it goes to podcast about a couple hours or so after uh, before after the show airs. Uh, so if you want to check out the previous shows, just go over to my website. It's ChristopherRausch.com. R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com. You can go there, hit the radio show tab. Halfway down, there's a link to iTunes where you can subscribe to the podcast if you can't listen here live. Or you can actually go to the uh, Kick-Ass Radio Show uh, webpage, and you can listen right there also. All the previous shows are right there. Um, So that's super important. And uh, once again, we've had some amazing guests on here. We've had New York Times bestselling authors on here. We've had uh, life coaches, uh, all sorts of different uh, people out there just designed to take what their kick-ass experiences are and share their tips with you so that you can begin using them immediately. And that's really super important because, you know, you listen to podcasts, you listen to educational content, and some of it's like, okay, over the course of the next three months, I want you to do this. But the point of me doing this show is that you can take action immediately. So I really encourage you to have pen and paper handy so that you can write these tips down because that's going to be the key to all of this. You're going to get off this rate. You're going to finish listening to the show or finish listening to the podcast, and you're going to be like, okay, I'm going to remember those tips, and then something's going to happen, and you're going to get derailed. Trust me, I've talked to a lot of people who listen to the show, and they're like, dude, you know what? You're right. When I write, when I write down the stuff, then I can actually you know, take action on those and, uh, and keep them in front of me. So that's really super important. And speaking of guests, last week we had Mark Mawinney on the show, and he is the creator of an awesome podcast called Natural Born Coaches, which I was just recently on. And Mark is, uh, I found out, uh, getting to know him is just the real deal. I mean, there's not, I went, I'm going to say this sarcastically in a way, there's not too many out there really that are the real deal, especially in the personal development space. And I can say that, you know, with confidence, I've gotten the opportunity to, to know a lot of people and learn about a lot of people. And Mark is just a genuine guy. And what he is, is he's the coach to coaches. So he has created uh, the system. And on the show, we talked about, you know, just different ways, not necessarily about coaching, but just ways to get out of your own way, uh, ways to find a niche in your business or in your life. You know, a lot of people are becoming entrepreneurs these days. And when you find your niche in your life and your business, that's when you get rich. That's uh, according to a friend of mine, Larry Broughton. And he also talks about in case you are interested in becoming a coach, 
he talks about ways to get started as becoming a coach. So again, if you want to go back and listen to those shows, just go to ChristopherRausch.com. It's R-A-U-S-C-H, ChristopherRausch.com. You can go check out those shows right there. So with me tonight, I'm proud and honored. Uh, he was a guest kind of on my show uh, probably about a month ago. We had technical difficulty. Out of all the shows I've ever had, uh, this show goes down in history as being the, the worst pain in the ass uh, ever. And Marcus, uh, Marcus Slayton was a buddy of mine, and he or is a buddy of mine, and he sat on hold for 45 minutes while we tried to get the show going. I actually broadcasted it. But unfortunately, uh, we couldn't get we couldn't get him live. Uh, Marcus has become a personal friend of mine, an inspiration to me, and he's the co-founding director of E320. And he's going to come on here and he's going to explain exactly what E320 is. And I've personally seen the guy speak on stage to huge crowds and just very inspiring, very authentic, very from the heart, and just teaches people how to live their lives and how to leave a, an awesome legacy. And as a speaker and a coach, he uses his experience competing in triathlons for over 30 years to inspire us couch potatoes to really achieve the life that we, that we, that we want, that we, that we deserve. Um, he's authored an awesome book called Motivated to Try. And without any further ado, please welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show my friend and awesome inspiration, Mr. Marcus Slayton. Marcus, are you with us tonight? I am here. Can you hear me? No, I can't. Can you speak louder? What's going on, love bug? And <laughs> now that we know that you're my uh my uh soulmate. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, for those of you guys just tuning in, this is my soulmate via the Facebook app. Uh if you guys are on Facebook, of course you've probably seen that in the last couple of days. Marcus uh did it and found out that I am his soulmate. That is just beautiful. I'm sure his wife's going to appreciate that. So, Marcus, buddy, welcome to the Kick-Ass Radio Show, finally. It's finally over here, That's how you doing, buddy. <laughs> yes, you have been awesome. So, uh, so uh, um, what's going on with you? How, how are you doing these days? I know you're always busy and doing different stuff. What's going on? You know, I'm, do- I'm doing really, really good. I'm, I've uh, um, been just doing a lot of uh, real estate, doing a lot of speaking, um, kind of starting a new little business, uh, kind of based off my book, Motivate to Try, just something I kind of thought of and uh, expanding on. Um, just had my daughter, who's 16 years old, uh, become a junior in high school, which is freaking me out. She just went on her first date and uh, had her first kiss. That freaked me out. Um, so I'm doing a lot of growing up, Chris. <laughs> 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 and just and for you guys out there listening, he's got a 16 year old daughter, and I will say this, and I won't get punched because you're a ways away. She is drop dead gorgeous. She so is you, that for sure. You you have your hands full, my friend. I would not want to be you. And uh, and uh, and knowing guys like me are out there, where guys like I was are out there. I guess that's the way you say it. Yeah, I, I know. Uh, even <laughs> I, I know myself. I know what I was like when I was 16 years old. So. <laughs> Uh, karma's a motherfucker, you know. That's that's yeah, the rough exactly. thing about it. You know, it's like you kind of just know. I remember sitting in high school at 16 years old and just having dreams about things <laughs> about girls. So <laughs> I said, "Man, crap! That's <laughs> what boys are doing about my daughter right now." Hey, <laughs> yeah, well, all you can do is just teach them the best you can teach them, and and hopefully they come to you when they have situations. And you know, like we did, we had to go through our experiences to become the men we are today. That is true. Yep. Soulmates yep, in sure. love. <laughs> well, well, I tell you what, my friend, I I gave a uh, a little bit of a textbook introduction for you. Why don't you just go ahead and share with the audience you know, your story, what you've been through, and of course, what makes you a kick-ass guy? <laughs> what, what makes a kick-ass guy is having friends like you. <laughs> you're too uh, sweet. Well, I, I mean, for me, my story, I guess I could start with, with what kind of got me into how I met you um, several years ago, back in the 80s. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm going to tell people my age. I'm 52 years old. And back in the 80s, I started um, competing in the sport of triathlon. And when I started that sport back in the 80s, I had no idea it was going to kind of catapult my life and take me down this path to what's led me where I am today in the speaking world and writing a book and all that kind of stuff. And um, what happened is I, 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 I started this sport of triathlon. I got involved in it, started competing in it. Um, if you don't know what a triathlon is, it, most people do. It's a multi-sport event, swimming, biking, and running. 
Um, and I've done just about everything out there as far as those go. And um, took that into, um, had a, a lifeguarding background, a swimming background. I surfed. I grew up on the beach. So it, it was all a good fit for me. And then uh, took that into doing ultra-distance running and, and doing, you know, 100-mile runs, 50-mile runs, ultra-marathon stuff, all kinds of crazy things. Um, that kind of led into this uh, book that I wrote uh, that was inspired by a guy that uh, you and I both know, Craig Duswalt, and I wrote the book Motivate to Try, and that book kind of launched my speaking career about, uh, gosh, back in 2012, so three years ago. And since then, it's just been kind of crazy. Um, in between, I've done a lot of other things. I've been an entrepreneur. I've I've owned a, I still do. I own a golf company. I own a real estate company. Um, I was an eye doctor for 16 years. Um, I owned an ASI company, a, pr- a promotions company. Um, I've done sales for the PGA Tour. I was their marketing director. Um, so I've done a lot of different things that that kind of helped me become the person that I am today. Um, and speaking. So a lot of what I speak on E320, like Chris was talking about, is basically founded on all that stuff, all those different experiences, all the different things that I did for the last 30 years or whatever it's been, has really um, developed what E320 is, and which is really what I speak on today, which is about empowering others to reach for the life that they've always desired by living out this one word, these two purposes, and these three principles. And that's kind of what uh, I do now. Wow. For those of you guys just joining us, we're, we're for those of you guys just joining us, we're on the air with Marcus Slayton, and uh, he just gave us our his introduction. And there's actually two things. Uh, well, actually, one thing I didn't. You went, you ran a hundred miles. Yeah, we did. There's, there's. I've done a couple hundred mile runs. There's um, these. I when I first got into sport of triathlon, Chris, I, I met these guys, and they were really the ones who really inspired me. And and what they were doing is, is they were super upbeat, super motivational, and I just loved being around them because there was nothing they wouldn't do. And as I began training with them, um, what happened is these guys had asked me, the first thing they did crazy was they asked me to do a 10-mile ocean swim with them. And I was a swimmer in high school and college, so swimming 10 miles wasn't a big deal, but I'd never done it before. And during the process of training for this 10-mile ocean swim, I found out what they were training for was an ultra or a, a, a triple Ironman. And, a, and an Ironman, as you know, is a, uh, if you don't know, it's a 2.4-mile swim, 112-mile bike ride, and a 26.2-hour marathon run. And they were doing that three times over. So they were doing a 7.5-mile swim, a 336-mile bike ride, and a 76-77-point-mile uh, run or 78.7-mile run or something like that, nonstop. And so these guys started getting me into doing this stuff, and so they, they would come to me and say things like, hey, let's do a marathon. And I'd be like, well, how far is a marathon? And they'd say it's 26.2 miles, and so I'd do a marathon. And the next thing I know, they'd be asking me to do a 50-mile race running, and I'd do Catalina 50-mile race, and then San Juan Capistrano 50-miler, and then – They'd say, hey, let's do a 100-mile. So I do a 100-mile race. I do like Angeles Crest 100-mile race. And, and uh, it, it, the thing was is it was brutal. It was hard. It beat the crap out of my body all those years. But it, the funny thing was is, you know, when you're around people who are upbeat, who are inspirational, who are motivational, who are positive, it's infectious, you know, and, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, kind of like, the people we hang around at the conferences we go to and speak at together is you like being around those people and they motivate you. And so I just liked the, the energy that these guys uh, brought to me and into my life. And it really just kind of sunk in with me and and it's instilled in me. And that's kind of what I pass on today in in a lot of what I talk about. And so um, the hundred miles were brutal. In fact, every single one I did, I would always ask myself after like mile 25, what am I doing? Why am I doing this? It was so painful. Wow. Yeah. And, and um, you know, the first thing that kind of comes into my head, Marcus, is, is and that segues into that, what goes through your mind? I mean, I've got friends that, that do marathons and have done triathlons. I personally, I, I, can, I can drive that far, but I can't run that far. What, how, do you, how do you mentally keep yourself going? I mean, I think, it's, I think it's one of the most amazing things that people can do is do those athletic events and keep themselves going through the pain and through the, ah, I can just stop right now and I can just walk. And I mean, especially with a hundred miles, how do you keep yourself going? That's a great question. Um, it, it is just sheer will. It really is because you hit a point where you're so delirious that it, it almost hurts more to stop than to keep going, honestly, because your, your body's in so much pain. 
Um, but this one guy, you know, it's funny when you're asking that question, I think about one, the one quote, and it's a quote that's in my book that this guy named Jack Bosco um, shared with me. I was, I was doing a training run with him one time, and I was cramped up. I wanted to quit. And he looked at me and said, Marcus, don't think about how far you've gone or how far you have to go. Just stay within yourself and enjoy the moment. So the key for me, and this is just me, when I do those long runs or even to this day because doing, you know, half Ironmans or whatever I do today, I still, you know, you still hit walls. And so I think about that is don't think about how far I've gone, how far I have to go. I just stay within myself. I try to enjoy the moment along the way. And and then he said to me, he said, he said 99.99999% of the world can't even begin to imagine doing what you're doing right now. So just knowing that I'm doing something that really nobody else can do or even fathom it just kind of motivates you, so it pushes you on. And then I, I think you have to have the it factor, Chris, when you do those kinds of things that were – because there's some people just – no matter what I say to them on the phone, right, what they hear right now, they say there's no way they can do it. But you have to have that it factor that, that you are willing to push beyond what you think you can do and, and draw strength out of yourself that you never even knew you had because it takes that to be able to do that. Just not just not just physical strength but, but mental strength because – it's brutal. It is really hard to do, but I think it's just mindset. Um, and then on a 100-mile race, just so you know, like at mile 50, you, you start picking up people. You have people like every 10 miles who run every 10 miles with you, your friends of yours who will meet you at certain uh, rest stops, and they have aid stations like every 10 miles, so they'd stop and they'd run 10 miles with you. And so you got fresh perspective. you got someone, you know, talking to you, someone talking. Fun. I mean, honestly, the stuff that we talked about was crazy, you know, girls, Things just to keep your mind off the pain that you're going through. <laughs> it was fun. It was fun. It was and, and as painful as it was, it's stuff I will never forget because those moments really define me as a person in a lot of ways. They really help me. So you know, whether we're in business, whether we're in relationships, no matter what we're in, we're always going to hit walls, right? And so to know that you can draw on strength like that, um, it, it's 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 priceless because because knowing you've done something like that doesn't matter how difficult life can be and what, what, what gets thrown your way. You can always go back to those moments of life that were really, really difficult, whether it's physical or emotional, and know that there's a way to get through it, that you have the strength to push yourself and pull yourself through. Oh, it, it, that's so true, dude. It's, it, I mean, it's amazing. Cause, I mean, I don't do the 100-mile things, but, I mean, just the, the, that principle in general, what you're talking about is, you know, the fact that we've all gone through stuff in our life, and we sit there and we think about this new hurdle. We think, oh, my God, you know, am I going to be able to do this? But usually when I'm talking to people, I'm like, well, talk to me about an experience that you already had to go through that, that sucked and you, you came through it. Most of the time, people will tell me about a situation that was more that was more shitty than the time they're telling me about now, and it's like, well, look, you did it. What was the key about that? And they'll be like, well, mm-hmm. you know, I just had to do I had to do it. I had to push my I already committed. I already did. I'm like, okay, well make a commitment to this now. You know, you can do it. And it's it's just it's I was talking with somebody the other day as I was telling them I was gonna do coaching again. And they said, Why did you stop? And I said, For this simple reason, I believe in people more than they believe in themselves. And so I would have more emotionally, more emotionally invested in them. And they'd be like, oh, Chris, I can't. Oh, you don't understand. It's too hard. And it's like, no, you can do it if you want it bad enough. And you get out there and push yourself and you try. I mean, it's, it's like this thing I was talking with somebody the other day. This guy was, was asking me for some help. And I said, did you do the best you could? And he goes, of course, Chris. I always do the best I could. I'm like, was there blood, sweat, and tears involved? And he's like, what do you mean? And I said, did you really, really, at the end of the day, if you had a gun to your head to save your wife's life, did you do the best you could? And he goes, well, since you put it that way, no. And I'm like, all right, then. We always have to dig deeper. And that's what I can imagine you're doing in these runs. And, and try. you have to dig deep, right? Absolutely. Yeah, I, I, I love what you just said. I think it's really important. It's just, it's like life in peaks and valleys, you know, it's like, you, you never find the ultimate peak. There's always a greater peak to reach for. There's always something greater that you can do in life. That's a lot of what E320 is about, is just reaching for this life that we've always desired. And, and a lot of times we, we limit ourselves on what our desires are. So we can only, because we, we haven't experienced enough or seen enough to know what goes beyond what we've already experienced and seen, if that makes sense. And so there's mm-hmm. so many greater things out there, but unless we take those steps to walk into that experience or into that desire, we're never going to see how great and how high the peaks can really go. Just like what you're saying with the pain of blood, sweat, and tears. Can you really, how far can you really push yourself? Can you push yourself to the point of exhaustion? I, I can tell you on, on when I did my first 50-mile run, um, it, it was it was so painful at like mile thirty, 
um, I was vomiting. And I was so cramped up because the night before I'd gotten food poisoning. And so I'd lo- wow. I had I lost everything in my body, all the fluids in my body from every orifice I could leak fluid I was. And I, <laughs> There's a what happened is, <laughs> dude, I was depleted. But what happened is, is, is I paid, I was at, it was Catalina Island. I went to Avalon Beach. And it was, you run from Avalon to the Isthmus and back. And it, if you've been on, and been to Catalina before? Oh, yeah, been a few times. So you know how steep those roads are and stuff. It's it's. Oh yeah. There's no flat. There's no flat area. There's all up and down. So, we're. I get up the next the morning. The only reason I did the race is because I forgot to turn my alarm off. I was sick all night long. I forgot to turn my alarm off, and I saw everybody getting ready. And I kept thinking in my head, um, about this stupid T-shirt that this guy had worn that I saw in my first marathon, and and the, the T-shirt said, uh, "Marathon runners, one percent physical, ninety-nine percent mental." And mm-hmm. um, I kept thinking about, gosh, this is just a mental thing. It's mental. My body physically, I've trained for this, even though I'm depleted. I can re-energize myself. But anyways, I was depleted. I was at mile 30 on this this run. I was exhausted, and I was I was sitting there cramped up. And I I literally I I took a big jug of water full of salt, thinking I'm cramped up. I'm dehydrated. So I drank this whole jug of salt water down. And the people wanted to drive me back to the finish line, and I'm like, no, I'm gonna I'm gonna finish this race. I had 20 miles to go. About two miles after I drank that water, I I, I just I threw it all up on the side of the road, and then I I continued on, and I remember coming down the the paved roads back into Avalon, uh, and and it was it was hard. You know, people were falling. I had road rash, but I crossed that finish line, and it was the most painful thing I've ever done to this day. I crossed the finish line. I got on my knees and I started crying. And I was. I sweat. I had blood. I had those mm. tears. But today, it's the greatest achievement I have. And, and it, it, you've probably heard this quote before. You know, our greatest successes, our greatest achievements in life come in the moments that we're closest to defeat. Yep. Right? And I that's what it was. I wanted to quit so bad. I wanted to quit so bad. But but I chose to go on and push on. And it was, to this day, the greatest thing I've done as far as any other race I've ever done. And I didn't podium. I didn't place. And almost every race I've done, I've, I've always podiumed, which means I, I was the top three. And then I got right. a medal and, and recognition for, for my performance. But I didn't get anything that, that race. In fact, the, those guys, when I was there, I had people... Um, the guys who I had a race with, they were already finished because I was so depleted. They were sitting at a bar cheering me on. They'd already finished hours before <laughs> me. They were drinking beers and eating tacos. It was the most humbling thing I'd ever been through. But the greatest achievement of physical thing that I ever did because of what I did. Yeah. No, that's that's, that's a true testament to the to the will that we have. I mean, that's why, um, I mean, you know this, uh, but I'm, and most of my listeners, unless there's first-time listeners, I have a tattoo on my forearm that says, what doesn't kill me only makes me stronger. And it's so funny, the conversations I get from people reading that, and like in the grocery store, somebody like, what made you get that? And it's just like, well, you know, because, you know, what doesn't kill me makes me stronger, and I'm pretty freaking strong, and I'm, I know I'm going to be stronger because I know other shit's going to happen in my life. You just got to push yeah. through it, and it's just, you know, and it, it, like you said, it's about that, that feeling of achievement that you get in your heart and your soul that's like, you know what, yeah, I can do this, you know, and when life's obstacles are going to get to me, you know, I'm going to push through it, and I'm going to give it my best, I'm going to, you know, like I said, you know, bleed, sweat, and, and cry, and, and all that stuff, but um, you, you've talked about E320 a little bit more. Delve into that for the listeners and let them know what the inspiration for that is and, and, and what it's all about and how it can impact the listeners. Okay. Well, e, thank you, Chris. I appreciate that. E320 is it's actually based on a Bible scripture. The scripture is called Ephesians 3.20, and that scripture says, To him who can do exceedingly abundantly above all we could dare to ask, think, or imagine – according to his power at work within us. And, and what it basically means is that there's nothing that we can't do. Kind of the essence of what you were just saying is that that, that scripture just says that, that we have the power within us to do things far above and beyond what we can even dream or imagine or even think in our lives. And and that's why that the whole thing about reaching for the life you've always desired by living out this one word, two purposes, and three principles is kind of the mission statement behind it. But the inspiration behind it was was our my uh, the church I go to, the pastor had started this church and against all odds, this church has grown and flourished beyond anything that anybody could ever have imagined, and that was always the foundational scripture of that church and the, the birth of that church. And so um, it just kind of stuck with me. And, and so Ephesians 3.20, I, I went to go get him the URL as a um, just a gift. You know, Chris, all the, the conferences you and I go to, it's always about the URL, whatever the name of your mm-hmm. book, you know, 
ecastradio.com, yep. whatever it's going to be. So I went to go get e320.com for Ephesians 320, and it was taken because it's a Mercedes-Benz. And um, so I just sat there, and, and the E320 came to me. Instead of being E320, it was E32, the letter number two, and then Z-E-R-O spelled out. Um, and it kind of stuck, and it was cool, and people liked it. And, you know, um, I'm not a Bible thumper kind of guy who's just going to sit and, you know, Bible thump on people. And so people receive it really well, so they don't feel, you know, like I'm trying to shove religion down their throat. You know, they they receive that E320 well. And the message behind it is they're just great principles. They're the principles that, that do come from the Bible, but they're principles that we live every single day of our lives. And so the whole inspiration was behind it was to, to, to speak into people's lives using a lot of the same stories that are in the book Motivate to Try um, and get people to, to reach within themselves, kind of like what you said, dig deep inside themselves and know that there's something greater, you know, that, that no matter where you are in life, whether you're in the, in, the, in the deepest valley or in the highest peak, there's something greater. And, and no matter how difficult it seems, there's a way out and there's a path that will lead you to that first succeed, that first path, or I'm sorry, that first peak of success. And no matter how high the peak is, that there's, there's a greater peak on the other side but it gives you the strength and the courage to walk through that valley because you and I both know in life, as the, the peaks get higher, the, the valleys get deeper. <laughs> and so mm-hmm. those valleys, are, those valleys are, are, are difficult sometimes, and, and that's what holds us up and that's what stops us. But, but valleys are really and truly an opportunity to grow and uh, to, to look at ourselves. And, 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 and I think it's just a mindset and a perspective on our lives is instead of allowing those valleys to hold us back and get us depressed and start blaming and having bitterness and unforgiveness, those things are opportunities for us to grow and become the people that we were created to be. That is so, so true, Marcus. It, I was just telling somebody the other day about that. It's like, you know, um, when you're going through those situations, you just have to think, okay, what am I supposed to be learning from this? What what can I gain from this miserable hell of an experience? What can I learn from this so I can either teach my kids or I can teach other people, you know, about that? It's because people ask me how I got started in in mentoring kids, and I said, well, you know, as a homeless kid myself, and and, and living in the back seat of a station wagon, my only goal in life was to have a house someday, and and then when I got out of it, Marcus, I, I was like that very same thing. I thought, what can I do with all of this? miserable crap what can i do with this to make it better instead of living like a victim for the rest of my life going oh my mommy hurt me and geez i was homeless and i'm a dropout instead of doing that i said what can i do to to take all this pain and this anger and use it for something good and that's how i got started mentoring kids and doing that stuff so if you guys are out there going through crap and i know there's there's one lady hopefully that's listening tonight um you you really just got to take all no matter how bad it is i mean i just talked to my friend uh, yesterday, I hadn't seen him in 15 years. He told me the story about his wife dying, 26 years together, melanoma cancer, got in her lymphatic system, and he was by her bedside when she died. And he explained to me the the, the sheer screaming he did and, and the crying when she passed. And I said, dude, how did you get through that? And he goes, I, he goes, I knew my why, which was interesting because I'm, that's all I teach about people is, is how to find your why. But, you know, and now he's happy. He's remarried. You know, he still, I mean, he still thinks about it. It was only uh, five years ago, but it's like, you know, he said, I got to take this experience and do something with it. Otherwise, I'm going to wind up in the fetal position, a drug addict or an alcoholic, you know, thinking about, okay, my wife's gone, my life is over. But he said, you know, what would she want me to do? Would she want me to be miserable or would she want me to carry on? And I mean that's that's just that's just so true. So I'm glad you shared that, Marcus, because it's it's so true. And and, and for for the guys listening out there, you know, Mar- I have to say this about Marcus. You know, it is it is a Bible scripture, and and most of the, my listeners know I'm not super religious. I don't have an affinity towards a religion. I believe in in you know doing good out in the universe and good comes back to you. I guess if you want to call it Buddhism or whatever. But I have to say this about Marcus. Marcus is an amazing guy because he does not try to put that stuff down your throat but you are an incredible person marcus because you're compassionate and you're caring and you're authentic and you're genuine so i mean that's just i just got to say that uh so you guys out there you got to check out what e320 is all about because it really is from the heart um so i just wanted to say that um i I appreciate that thank you no, I, I, you're one of the few that uh, that I can that I have in my life that are. I mean, I shouldn't say a few. There's quite a few people that are quote unquote, you know, spiritual and and, and have that. I have some people in my life that like Christopher. When are you going to become a Christian? When are you going to become? And, uh, um, uh, hold your breath. Uh, <laughs> but that's what makes the world. I had a guy say to me, 
I had a guy huh? say to me one time, and it, I had a guy say to me one time, and I think it's it's true, is, is you know, if, if it weren't for all the Christians in the world, there'd be more Christians in the world. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> that's good. And that's, that's coming good. from me as a Christian. So it's, 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 you know, it's, I think, you know, seeing one thing, like I try to walk my, my talk, you know, um, I, I try to, to walk out what I say. I, I'm not, I'm not, but gosh, I'm far from perfect. Um, but you know what? I, I'm not going to judge people. I'm not. It's not my place to judge anybody. But I think we're all called whatever you believe, whatever your faith. You know, one of the things I talk about is you know in E three two zero. There's I talk about the five areas of your life, right? You've got your spiritual life or your belief system, whatever that is. And and for those of you out there who may be listening, who say I don't have a don't believe in anything. Well, that's your belief system. You don't believe in anything. And, and you know, and then you have your physical life, you have your emotional life, your relational life, and your financial life. And it's about creating success and balance in all five areas of your life. And and so whatever it is, my point is this, is that whatever your belief system is, is believe it and live it. So if you believe mm-hmm. that, you know, treating people right and doing to others as others should do to you, then, then, then don't just say that. Walk that out day to day. Do that. If you yep. believe that telling the truth is the right thing to do and not to lie, then tell the truth. Don't, you know, don't lie. You know, whatever whatever that is, whatever your belief system is, just just live it out. Walk it out every day. That's why I say on E320 in the bottom of my shirt that says live it out. Live it out. Don't don't just say it. Live it. You know, mm-hmm. live it on a day-to-day basis. So, um, you know, we all can get along, right? I love that sticker. There's a sticker out there that has, like, all the different religions and beliefs all mixed into one. It says can't, something like, can we all just get along or something like that? And, and you know what the thing is, is I, I really believe re- religion comes down, all that stuff comes down to a heart matter yeah. like chris you have a great you have a great heart dude you have a really good heart and and and, and the god that i believe in i think is it's he's about the heart he's about what is mm-hmm. your heart where's your heart what's your heart say you know so i think i think there's you know there's a lot of people out there who have, who have beliefs that say one thing but don't live those things out and i think if, if you know if you believe in a god i think god looks down on those people more than he would look down on you know a person who has no belief at all so Oh yeah, anyway. and, and I and I appreciate you sharing that, Marcus, because it's it was true. Somebody said to me one time that I thought was so eloquent. He said, um, "God has multiple addresses," and I really just it center punched me because it's like you know what? Yeah, because some people try to say, "Oh, I mean, this we're not to, like in a spiritual thing here," but it's just uh, it's like okay, whatever works for you, you know, it, it's that's what you subscribe to. And I think I, that for me, I center punched. It was like, okay, yeah, God has multiple addresses. And um, yeah, that's one of the one of the things that bugs me the most about quote unquote religion is when you get that hypocrisy. You know, like oh yeah, you know, they they sit there and say one thing, and then two seconds later they're posting on Facebook about you know this is wrong, and it's like well wait a minute, yeah it's it's kind of crazy. But I just wanted to put that shout out to you. So uh, you but you are on the Kickass Radio Show, Marcus. So your job here today is to share with us five Kickass tips that the listeners can start using immediately. So go ahead and give us Kickass tip number one, my friend. <laughs> Kick-ass tip number one, I would say is be true to yourself. And kind of like what we were just talking about is, is you know, be who you are. Don't try to be somebody you're not. I, I and, You know, so many people are trying to duplicate and, and be somebody that they aren't. You know, everybody has gifts. Everybody has talents. Everybody has things that make them unique. You know, and, and, and here's, the, here's the whole basis behind that is that you can't give away something you don't have. So and it goes like this: is that if you if you if you're trying to be somebody else and you don't have the gifts and talents, you can't give that to somebody else. But the other thing is, is if you don't have the belief in yourself, which I think is more important, then you can't give that belief to anybody else to help them. So believe in who you are and truly trust who you are. So that would be hmm. my kick-ass tip number one. I love it. I love it. Thinking back to when I got divorced when I was 22 years old, I remember one of the things I was confronted with is. I didn't know who I was anymore. Talk to us about ways if there's if there's people out there listening who are going through a time in their life where they're like, you know, I just don't know who I am. I just was talking to a friend of mine recently. He goes, I don't know who I am anymore. He goes, I'm, I'm, I got lost in all this minutia and all this, you know, all this other crap. Talk to us about if there are people out there that are struggling just to figure out who they are anymore. Well, that's a, that's a tough thing to do sometimes. I mean, it's, it's, I think you have to really go back to the core. You know, I mean – who you are as a person is 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 
kind of like fingerprinted in you. It's, it's imprinted in your heart and who you are inside. And I think if people are really honest, a lot of times people don't like who they think that they are. Um, because what we tend to do is we focus on all the bad things. So I think when 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 I coach someone like you, Chris, and, and they're struggling, I say let's talk about the things that are good about who you are as a person. Because a person who's down on themselves and don't know who they are, basically what they're saying is I have no value. They can't find the value in them in their in themselves. So you have to find, show them value. So what I will do to people is I'll say things like, tomorrow when you wake up or you go to work, say hi to every single person that you see. And they'll say, well, why should I say hi to everybody? And I always tell them, and say, because when you say hi to somebody, they have a story. And everybody at some point in their life, and it could be tomorrow when you say hi to them, is dealing with some kind of brokenness in their lives. So what you do, when you say hi, you give them value, which gives you value. And so go back to the basic thing of, of who you are. So the fact that you can say hi to somebody and make their day, because your hi may be the nicest thing somebody says, what does that do for you? It, it gives you value. It gives you value. So then you can start seeing, oh, that's who I am. I have value. Because the thing is, is we lose a sense of what that really means inside of us. And we all have value, and we we lose a sight. We, we, you know, we tend to think in these big things, like we have to do these great things to change the world. You know what? It's one little thing at a time. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's just saying hi to everybody every single day. Do you remember that movie? The great example is, is you remember the movie um, What Women Want with uh, Mel Gibson? Oh yeah, <laughs> remember that I love movie? That one. Yep. Remember the girl who worked in his office because he was kind of a player, and the girl who was going to commit suicide. No one listened to her. Oh yeah, that's right. Remember that? Perfect huh? example. No one said hi to her every day. She would say hi, and everybody ignored her. She felt she felt she had no value, so she didn't know who she was. And so for her, not having anything to place value on herself, she it was for her just committing suicide because she was so lonely and alone that she didn't see that for herself because she didn't know who that was. But by him just doing what he did at the end of the movie with her, changed everything yep. for her. He saved her life. He showed. So, so the thing is, is we, we don't know. So for people out there who are struggling and just say, man, I don't know who I am anymore, you know what? First of all, you're not going to figure it out right away, but it's one taking one positive step at a time and doing something for other people. In fact, that would bring me to my kick-ass tip number two, if I can share that with you out is serve other people. Serve. And serving other people doesn't necessarily mean that you have to give them money or monetary things or physical things. It could just be a hello. It could be just opening a door. It could just be, um, you know, going out of your way to do something, you know, an act of random kindness, you know, um, for somebody. But serve other people because when you serve other people, what it does for you, again, it it creates value for yourself. So if you're struggling out there, I always tell people if you're down and you're low and you're trying to figure things out and you feel like you have no value, you can't figure out what the heck's going on in your life, go serve somebody. Because when you see the act of kindness that you do for somebody and how it puts a smile on someone's face or how it changes them, man, that feels good. And then all of a sudden, anything that you questioned about yourself, about who you are as a person, it all comes clear because you are a person with value. And that's the most important thing. So the thing is, a person who believes in their value can give that away. And when you can give value away to somebody else, man, things start to grow and start to blossom. And then you start seeing the value that you can create for your life and the things that will build and build and build upon that. And then you start to really see who you are as a person. That, that is – oh, dude, that, that you're, you're you're preaching to the choir right here. I'm, I'm waving my hands, brother. It, <clears throat> it's so uh, – it's so true because when uh, I get people coming to me and they're like, you know, Chris, my life sucks and everything sucks and blah, blah, blah. And my first thing is like, okay, like you were saying, you know, what are you grateful for? What what things, what values do you bring? And the, one of the first things I'll tell them is like go volunteer somewhere, you know, whether it's, a, whether it's a nursing home, whether it's the children's ward or the cancer ward, whether it's for a homeless organization, you know, big brother, big sister, you know, go go give to other people who are less fortunate and watch Watch the beauty and 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 the and the love come inside. You know, it's 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 crazy how great that works. I know for me, you know, going and, and speaking to the kids, I will have the worst day ever, and I'll be like, God, I don't feel like going and doing it. I'm not on today, you know, blah blah. blah. And I'll walk in the room, and something will happen, and I'll see all those faces looking at me, and they're like, Okay, they're there because they need me. They need my story. They need my my inspiration. And every single time, Marcus, I walk out of there, I'm like, Holy shit! I'm so glad I went and did that. I feel so fulfilled. 
you know, it, when you guys out there, when you think about that, it's just it's just amazing because then you you, you sit there and you walk into the uh, the children's hospital at Chalk and you see you know kids in the cancer ward and you bring them stuffed animals and it's like, yeah, my my problems aren't that bad. Um, and here's a here's a beautiful bride park out of it, Marcus. I'm sure you had experience with this. You know, when you go volunteer at different organizations, your chances are you're going to meet some other people there that are pretty kick-ass, and they're volunteering also. And those people just might be either the direct connection in your life that you've been looking for or needed, or they know somebody else who might connect with you also. I just had somebody call me up because I told them about that. And like a year later, they said, oh, my God, dude, I've been volunteering for this uh, for this animal shelter. And I met this guy, and we hit it off, and now we're dating. And she was like one of the most broken, lonely, down people. And now she's just lit up about life. She's serving her purpose. She met somebody who's cool. And uh, so I couldn't agree with you more, man. I think I think that's so important. Absolutely. I mean, when you when you when you when you when, the greatest asset that we have, Chris, in our lives, other than our gifts and our talents, is the relationships we create here on Earth. Because you you could not do this radio show without relationships. I wouldn't mm. be here talking to you if we didn't have the relationship. We can't do business if we don't have relationships. I can't speak if I don't have relationships. We everything we it, it revolves around relationships. And at the end of the day, when you and I die, all it's, it's not going to matter how many radio shows you did. It's not going to matter how many times I spoke. It's going to matter about the relationships and how we impacted and touch other people's lives. That's the most important thing we have. And so you're Amen. right. Every time we have the opportunity. You know, I always say this: we, it's every day we have we have what I call the choice, right? The choice is is that we get to choose to live our lives the way that we want to, and and, and what in and, and the way that we approach things, and and you know, in a world where everything is pretty much chosen, you know, you, they tell you how fast you can drive, how much you have to pay for gas, your boss tells you what time you have to be at work, what time you can take lunch, what time you get off work, the red light tells you to stop, the green light tells you to go, you know, um, the ATM tells you this is how much it's going to charge you. Every, we get All these choices are made for us, but one choice that we get to choose every day free and clear every day is how we approach the day. And I call it the choice. And so we get to choose how we're going to approach our day regardless and in spite of our circumstances. You know, every single day, that's the greatest freedom that we have. So no matter mm-hmm. where you are, no matter what's going on in your life, you wake up tomorrow morning, you get a choice. And I'm not saying life is easy every day because life's not easy for me every day. But I still get the freedom to choose how I'm going to approach my day, how I'm going to treat other people. And so that's really important that we have that every day. And that's, that's what builds into relationships because if we approach every day saying the greatest asset today for me is to touch somebody else's life and make a difference, and build into a relationship, then then you you've accomplished more than than anything you could do at your job. That's the most important thing we have, mm-hmm. in it, my opinion. It, so. No, I I totally I totally agree with you. And just to share with the listeners out there, um, I don't think I've told this story in a while, but one of the one of the biggest days of my life was the day I came back from a funeral. And in the funeral, I was sitting there in the back of the the church, and I was thinking, okay, if I died tomorrow, who would come to my funeral, and what would they say about me? And this is this is my early 30s, I think. I'm bad at dates. The, but the crux of it was, I was like, my answer was um, probably about 10 people, and they would come up there and they would say, oh, my God, Chris is a party animal. Oh, my God, Chris is a rock and roller. Chris is a smart ass. Chris is a hard worker. I mean, they would say some nice, nice things about me. But at that point in my life, I really wasn't creating a legacy that I would be proud of. And I went home, Marcus, and I, I think I told you the story. I went home, and I took a yellow pad and a pen, and I said, I'm going to write my eulogy. And I sat down, mm, yeah. and I wrote it, and I God is my witness. I wrote it, and literally what came out of my head and my heart is exactly pretty much the same thing I have today. And the crux of it is that I will have fought for what was right and what was fair. I will have left the earth a better place for who I was and what I did, and I will have risked for which that mattered. And that's, mm. the, that's the core of it. It's actually sitting right in front of me uh, in, my off, in my studio right here in my office, my slash studio. It's sitting right in front of me, so it reminds me every day that if I'm on purpose, then I'm answering my higher calling, if you will. And now I can say at 46 years old that if I die tomorrow, I know I've, I've left a legacy that, that will just impact lives for, forever. And I think that's one of the greatest gifts that you can do is when you know what your why is, your huge why, then, I mean – all bets are off about everything else. You just have to go back to that every day and go, okay, what's my why? And am I, am I part of the solution or am I part of the problem? Yeah. I love it. I love it, dude. That's a great, I love it. That's awesome. That's really awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Give us kick-ass tip number three, my brother, my soulmate. 
my kick ass <laughs> my kick ass tip number three is is to listen, but listen with humility. And 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 this is why I say that is is you know, to truly listen with humility means that you put yourself in a position to see perspective from the other person. And it's a hard thing to do. It it's you know, it's hard to listen. A lot of times we have a difficult time listening to people. But to listen with humility means that we're going to allow this person, we're going to put ourselves below this person and hear them truly what their heart is saying. A lot of times people say stuff to us and we listen to it and we think, that is so stupid. But we're not hearing them. We're not truly hearing their heart because we don't have a heart of humility ourselves. Humility is a great quote. Humility gives us the ability to see perspective. And so we Mm. want to have... You want to have humility. So listen with humility so you can truly hear and see what the other person is saying. And this is, and, and trust me, if my wife were here right now, she'd be laughing. But the, the thing is, <laughs> this is, this is, this is, this is what we have to do in relationships. It's, it's, it, if you want a successful relationship, I'm going to tell you something. Listen with humility. Listen with humility. Because when you listen with humility, it allows you to hear the heart of the other person who's speaking. And we're so busy you know, I always say this, Chris, you've heard me say this before, is, you know, there's, there's, there's soldiers and there's warriors in the world, right? And soldiers, they fight so they can fight to live another day. And warriors, they fight to win the war. And a soldier, they fight just because they want to be right. And a warrior will fight to do the right thing. And I think that's a huge key right there. Sometimes we're so bent on being right because we just want to live for another day to be right where we don't sit there and think, wait a second, at the very end, what is the ultimate goal here? Whether it's in a job, with a relationship, in a, in a job, with a, with a, a potential a client, or if it's in a relationship in your marriage, is, is, is being right really that important? And does being right really get me everything that I want? And I would tell you, and I would venture to say for most people, that no, but doing the right thing goes so much further, you know, but that takes humility. So listen with humility. Dude, you and I, I swear to God, are, are cut from the same cloth because one of the biggest lessons I had to learn in life watching my mom be unsuccessful in relationships was to listen. It was what, you're, what you were talking about is, is a thing I teach about whether I want to be happy or right. You know, because most times, like you said, we're born, we're conditioned from the time we're little kids that if we're right, then, then we're great. And if we're wrong, then we're in trouble. So we spend the rest of our lives sitting there trying, okay, I got to be right. I got to be right. I got to prove this other person wrong. Like you're saying, you put somebody else wrong, what are they going to do? They're going to get defensive. They're going to get accusatory. They're going to defend themselves. Fight or flight comes into play. And then it's like, okay, who wins? Nobody wins. But the, one of the greatest things I learned, one of the first, the very first class I ever took in college was an interpersonal communications class. And I kid you not, I was telling this story the other day. I was, uh, I was at the, the front desk. Somebody asked me about how I got my life together. And I said, I was standing there and they said, okay, well, the class we have open is this. And I said, I already know how to talk. And I was very, I was very, very sarcastic. I was like, uh, no, 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 you don't, I, don't I, I speak English. I'm good. I'm like, no, 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 this is interpersonal communication. It's going to teach you how to listen, how to speak, how to understand your body language. And it was the, out of, I have a master's degree, right? I is the best class I ever took because from that point forward, I really understood to take my ego out of the situation. And just like you said, just listen and understand and ask questions. And that is one of the greatest relationship. We were talking about relationships earlier. That's one of the greatest relationship tips ever is just to really listen and then to say back to the person. So Marcus, what I heard you say was, and then, you know, it's just amazing. I mean, that's that if you guys out there listening, if you don't get anything else out of this show, just listen and, and not just necessarily, you know, hear or have selective hearing disorder you know, if you don't hear somebody and you're not paying attention, have the balls to say, you know what? Listen, dude, I wasn't paying attention. What did you say? It's just I could I could go. That's one of my pet peeves. That's you. I'm you. Yeah, you got it. <laughs> well, it's hard. I mean, the thing is, is it's so funny. I just got a um, uh, a text from a buddy from a really good friend, son of mine named Curtis. Curtis, if you're there, thanks for listening, dude. I had no idea you're going to listen to this radio show, but but his mom and and I would tell you this is, is for Curtis. This is for you. Is that Listening to your mom with a heart of humility and listening to your dad with a heart of humility and listening to Caitlin with a heart of humility is so important um, because the thing is, is is that we, you know, in relationships we say we want to understand and we want to hear and we want to see what other people are doing. We want to really get to the, the, the core of who they are. But unless we have a heart of humility and we have ears of humility to listen to that, we're never going to truly understand it because we're going to block that out because we're so busy thinking about what it is that we want instead of really listening to what the other person wants. 
Mm. So, so true. So, so true. You, you are bang on with that, dude. And thanks for listening, Curtis. Um, give us kick-ass tip number four, my friend. All right, so kick-ass number four is always tell the truth in love. Tell the truth in love. When you're in business, when you're in relationship, when you are in any situation with another person and you want to be successful, and, and this is to, to success to life, is, is tell the truth in love. And the thing is, is you, know, we, we, you can tell the truth um, as, as much as you want, but, but, but a person, you know, telling somebody the truth isn't going to, you know, necessarily penetrate that person's heart. Because if, if we're going to take the time to tell somebody truth, we want them to grow from it. We want them to learn from it, right? We don't want them just to hear the truth. We want them to, to know that the truth is there. So when you share it in love, right, and, and when I say in love, I don't mean to be like, oh, lovey-dovey-wody. I'm just saying <laughs> have a heart, have a heart of, of compassion, when you share the truth, tell them the truth, look them square in the eye, speak to them in a way that they can hear you. Um, you know, when, when, when you speak to children, when you speak to your spouse, when you speak to uh, employees, you know, tell them the truth. I, I worked for a guy, Chris, for 10 years. His name was Neil Weichel. Neil was absolutely an amazing guy. He taught me more than anybody I know. And he always told me the truth and love. And um, I didn't grow up in a family like that. My dad was very abrasive and, and very uh, verbally abusive. And so I didn't expect when I when I worked for Neil to have somebody who would just share the truth and love with me. So when I made a mistake, when I did something wrong, he came alongside of me, and it's almost like he took responsibility for my mistakes. But he, the thing was he did is he loved me through it. You know what I'm saying? He loved me through the process of it all. And, and what I mean by that is that he accepted me for where I was. He wasn't trying to change me, make me be different. What he tried to do is he received me where I was, told me the truth, and then walked me. In, in love, and he just cared about me is what I'm saying. He cared enough about me to walk me to help me grow as a person. And when you do that, like, for example, I see so many parents stand over their kids and point their finger at them and tell how bad they are. But imagine if that same parent got on their knees and got eye level with their child and spoke to them in love and told them the mm-hmm. truth in love. What a difference that would make for that child because then they can receive it. So we, we, we really want, you know, in, in anything that we say to other people, you know, it's always being able to um, be able to uh, share the truth with them and, and tell them the truth in a, in a way that they can receive it. So I would say that would be my my number four. That's 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 bang on. That's that's so true. And it's, you know, and my, my actually a joke came to my mind when you were saying that, Marcus. I'm like, okay, so if my wife comes up to me and says, "Do these pants make me look fat?" Do I just have to say, "I love you"? But yeah, they do. <laughs> that's, that's that's something that came into my head. She doesn't listen to my show, so she probably hear this after I'm dead anyway. Um, so yeah, I was kind of thinking about that. But you know what? It, it it's it's so true because um, people. I tell people in my, in my life, I tell, told you, you know, I love the truth. Even if it's going to, quote, unquote, hurt me, you know, people are like, I don't want to hurt your feelings. You know, you're such a nice guy. But for me, I love the truth because, number one, it really shows that somebody cares about me because they're going to lie to me if they don't care about me. But if they come and tell me the truth, that means I know they really care about my, my, my future. And, you know, that's the way we grow from things. You know, it's just like some people, I don't want to know the truth. I don't want to know what people think about me. You know, I think it's a, it's a load of shit because we all care about what people think about us. Uh, and, and so when you, when you tell the truth, yeah, I mean, come at it from, a, from an aspect of, oh, you're an asshole and I hate you and you're, you're doing these 12 things wrong. But if you come to them, and correct me if I'm wrong, Marcus, if you come to somebody and say, listen, I really care about you and I see that you're doing things that probably aren't in, a, in alignment with what you truly believe and, you know, here are the couple things that you're doing. And and I love you, and I'm here for you. And if there's anything I can do, you know, I'm in this with you. I mean, is that what you're saying, Marcus? Totally. It goes back to the whole thing about there'd be more Christians if it weren't for all the Christians. It's. You know, I mean, <laughs> I'm gonna is, get a bumper sticker made, dude. <laughs> Marcus Slayton. I mean, yeah, thank you. Yeah, I'll have the, I'll have the whole Christian church after me. But it's the truth. The thing is, you is is you know, people look. No one's above let's call it sin or doing things wrong, whatever, everybody makes mistakes, right? And the last person I want is, want, or the last thing I want is for somebody to sit there and judge me for all the wrongs I've done in my life. But when a person comes to me and they, they can tell me the truth in a way that I can receive it, 
then what it does is it builds me, number one. And then what it does is it, it creates relationship with that person. Remember, the greatest asset we have is those relationships. And it, it, what it does is it builds upon that relationship because now I can trust that person with greater things in my life. And so like in that situation with Neil, like I said, I mean, I, after he was able to, he did that with me, I, there's nothing I couldn't tell that man. I was able to mm-hmm. go to him with everything, my best, my worst, and anything, and know that he was going to always tell me the truth. And I respected him and I admired him and, and I appreciated what he said to me. And, and, and it made a huge impact in my life. So, yeah, I to- totally agree. That's exactly what I'm saying, Chris. Yeah, yeah, I, I, and we could go off on that. Um, but give us kick-ass tip number five. Yeah, this is number five, and this is the thing: is always be available. Show up to be available to do two things. Number one is to listen, to receive what other people have to say to you. So never be too proud to to, to hear what other people have to say. And number two, the second part of that is is be available to impart what you've learned. So be available to receive what other people have to say and build into your life. You know, we live in a world today where a lot of young people feel entitled and there's so much pride and so much, <laughs> no. ego, you know, an ego that they, they don't hear what other people say. You can, you know this now, Chris, and I know this at 52, wisdom is priceless. You know, if somebody comes to you and takes the time to impart something into your life, be available to receive what it is. Receive it, especially if they're, if they're giving it to you, like I said, in love. If they're sharing it with you because they care about you, take what they're saying and really hear what they're saying and take it to your heart. But at the same time, when you climb that peak of success, when you come out of that valley, so if you're in a valley and you want to get out of the valley, be available to hear. Be, be available to, to receive what other people are saying. And when you're on the peak, be a beat. Don't just, a lot of people, what we do, we live in a world today where most people just slap themselves on the back and say, hey, woohoo for me, and they move yeah. on. But take time to turn around and impart what you learn into other people's lives. It's invaluable. You know, because we, yeah. none of us got where we are by ourselves. None of us did. Nope. The reason you are where you are, Chris, the reason I am where I am in my life is because people invested in me. They imparted in me. And I made the choice to receive what they imparted in me. Not all of it. Trust me. I, I'm like you. I, had a, I was a, a dumb kid sometimes. I didn't listen to what everybody said. If I had listened <laughs> from day one, I'd be a lot further along than I am right now. But be available to receive what other people say and be available to impart. Don't, don't just rush off to the next peak and valley, but turn around and help somebody else. Help somebody else. Yep. Impart what you've learned. Build into life. Make a difference in somebody else's life. So that's what yeah. I would say my, my, my number five is. That is, that is again, you're, you're spot on. I mean, it's it if somebody wouldn't have taken this guy, Bill White, who's my mentor, I mean, unfortunately, he's passed away now. If he wouldn't have taken a chance on this long-haired rock and roll kid dating his daughter, um, I don't know where I would be today. And he he actually, he, he didn't look at me and judge me like, okay, you know, why is this guy dating my daughter and he looks like a hoodlum? He saw what was inside, and he says, "You know what? Hey, let me give this guy some advice. Let me give this guy some love. He hasn't had any attention, and and you know, I'm forever grateful. I still am a part of their family, even though we've been divorced for 25 years now. I'm still, I'm, they still call me family. I still call them mom. You know, it just go out there and be there for somebody. But I think what we're talking about, Marcus, here is ultimately take your ego out of a lot of these situations. Marcus's tips tonight: be true to yourself." serve other people, listen with humility, always tell the truth and love, always be available. I mean, a lot of it, that's just about taking our ego out of that and our, and our sense of being right and our sense of entitlement and our sense of, okay, let me show you how great I am and just participate in the moment. Like you were saying before, I think is so critical to, to really having that kick-ass success. So I hope you guys out there took notes and everything. Marcus, tell us where our listeners can get in touch with you and continue the conversation with you, get a hold of your book. And, of course, I'll make sure this is on the radio site if you guys are listening to your mobile devices while you're driving. Awesome. You can go. I appreciate that, Chris. You can go to www.e, the letter E, the number three, the number two, and then zero.com. So www.e320.com. Go there. You can You can go to my website. Um, there's a store there. You can see the books on the store, um, shirt stuff. You can kind of coaching, all that stuff's right there. You can check it out, kind of tell who we are, the story behind us, what we're doing now. Um, and gosh, I'd love to hear back from people who want to email me or, or um, I think my phone number is even on that site. You can, you can just go ahead and give me a call. Awesome, Marcus. You, I so appreciate you, dude, uh, from the bottom of my heart uh, for being here. I know the last show was, was screwed up, so thank you for, for enduring that. Thank you for being my friend. Thank you for coming on here and sharing your words of wisdom and your experiences. 
ladies and gentlemen, connect with Marcus Slayton. He's he's the real deal. He's a true friend of mine, and um, I you know I, I give you guys those those recommendations from my heart, so you guys can surround yourself with better people who are going to take you to the next level, and that's what this is all about. So really go back, and I really encourage you guys just go back and listen to this episode again. And take it to heart because that's what it's all about. So until next time, I wish you guys all an amazing kick-ass week. As always, you can email us, info at thekickassradioshow.com if you guys have an idea for a show or if you have a particular person you think would be a great guest. Again, info at thekickassradioshow.com. We'd be glad to hear from you. Um, once again, I just want to thank all my longtime listeners, all the new listeners tonight. You guys rock. I truly, truly appreciate that. Go out there and just live your kick-ass self. Until next time, for me and Marcus Slayton, we wish you a kick-ass week. Thanks, Chris.